Blog Talk Radio. Hello, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Sorry for the delay in coming on tonight. There were some kind of technical difficulties at the home base with Black Talk Radio, so we lost about five minutes. I hope you're still here or you come back to listen. Okay, let's get going. The primary was today in Indiana, as most of you know by now. Uh, Donald Trump beat the hell out of Ted Cruz and Kasich. Uh, Cruz just said that he is suspending his campaign. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is beating Hillary, 53% to 47%, and it's still too close to call. So that's the story on the politics. I can't believe that Donald Trump is going to be the Republican candidate for president. I think he's bad for the country. I apologize to those of you who support him, but we all have our own opinions, and I just don't think this is the man for any time for this country. And if we do elect him, and he has a good chance of getting elected, I'm going to tell you right now, I believe he has an excellent chance of getting elected. We said throughout the whole primary campaign, this guy isn't going to get the nomination. Every time he slammed a woman or he said something wrong about the Pope or anything else, that did it, he's done. He never died. Uh, Whatever it is, he's got a tremendous personality that at this time in history, the people of this country like. Beware. Okay, that's the story on the primary for the time being. Uh, I want to talk for a moment about Hillary Clinton. Something that bothers me and bothers me terribly. Uh, I found out today, today, that Hillary is going to have a fundraiser. Nothing wrong with that. She has had many fundraisers. But this one's going to be in Israel, in Tel Aviv, on May 17th. In Israel, Tel Aviv, on May 17th. Hillary's going to have a fundraiser. It's called her Jewish Outreach. She won't be there personally, but one of her staff will direct it uh, and hold the fundraising event. I think this is wrong. So wrong. Why? Especially with all the money she's bringing in. does she, She's got the banks behind her, the insurance companies, the corporations, everybody else. Why does she have to go to a foreign country for money? We deal with Israel almost every day. It's wrong to take money from a group in another country. And they're, they're publicizing it. You know, she's going over for a party. To, not she's going over. Her people are going over to raise funds for her campaign. Absolutely wrong. Uh, nothing wrong with the Jewish people or Zionists giving money who are citizens in this country. Nothing wrong with that. The Catholics do it. The Episcopalians, the Lutherans, everybody does it. But wrong to go to another country, uh, especially when she and Bill make so much money on these speeches. Do you know the two of them have taken a total of $19 million for these one-hour speeches to the banks and everybody else? They're averaging $225,000 per speech. One hour, $225,000 per speech. Uh, Again, i got to say, this bothers me, her going to Israel for, for fundraising. It gives the appearance that she's bought. I've got to say it that way. Just like people are concerned about the money she raised by speaking before Goldman Sachs and so forth, it gives the impression she's 
she owes them something. Or another way of looking at it is she's bought. Now, can she be bought? I don't know. But it's the appearance of impropriety. Uh, that's enough to squash it. It shouldn't be done. It shouldn't, I repeat, it should not be done. Let me tell you something, my friends. If it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck, it is a duck. And this is a, the image of impropriety, the image of being bought. I'm going to get a lot of comments on that one. Moving on now to Goldman Sachs. Only because I spoke of Hillary, am I now speaking of Goldman Sachs, one of her prime supporters? Uh, you've got to remember, Goldman Sachs gave us 2008. They were a major contributor to the mortgage failure, the economic failure. Millions of people have lost their homes in this country. Many people, their savings have gone down the tubes. We went into a major recession, an international recession because of it. And when the banks were floundering and were going to go under, what did we do? We bailed them out. We gave them money. And Goldman Sachs is one of the companies that we gave money to. Well, here's so now they're out there floating. They're doing good. Now, here's what they want to do now. They are seriously talking about colonizing the moon. They want to militarize the moon. Uh, the United States and other nations have a lot of military hardware up there in the atmosphere flying around uh, in the big atmosphere. And the, a lot of this is military equipment, not just scientific equipment, military equipment. Now, you got to get closer to it so you can repair it. So if we had a they want to put a village on the moon, which will turn into a larger community, and they want to have the capacity. This is Goldman Sachs wants to do this, the capacity to introduce new military equipment up there, finance the military equipment for the government, do the repair work for the government, and they'll make a ton of money. They're serious about this. In fact, they're so serious the Goldman Sachs has a whole department now looking just at this issue. How do we militarize the moon? And they've already come to it. We've got to put people on the moon, and we've got to build colonies. Uh, and they've said, forget about Mars. It's too far away. We've got to put our money into the moon. Uh, I've got to tell you something. Smart people, if they say there's money to be made there, I'm sure there's money to be made there. Uh, I want to go to Flint right now, Flint, uh, Michigan, water problem, lead in the water. Something stinks in Denmark. Well, the water stinks, but uh, that just came to mind, the phrase something stinks in Denmark. But I didn't mean the water stunk. I'm, I'm talking about something else. Uh, two people closely connected to the Flint water investigation Two people closely connected to the Flint water investigation had been found dead in the last three weeks. Okay, here's what happened. Uh, right now, as you're aware, the FBI is conducting and has been conducting a cover-up investigation going back two years. There's no questions. Heads will roll. Some have already rolled. Uh, the three things have happened besides the two deaths and something else. A few days before the FBI went in to start their investigation, the city hall office containing the records of the water system, okay, was robbed. All the records are gone. The police say it was an inside job, but they don't know who did it. Now we find in the last three weeks, 
within three days of each other, two people involved in this matter had been found dead within Three days of each other, they were found dead. The first is Matthew McFarlane. He was found dead on April 16th, 43 years old. He is the foreman or was the foreman of the water treatment plant in Flint, the water treatment plant. He has been interviewed by the authorities already uh, and was on the list apparently to be interviewed again regarding This problem, how the lead got into the water, nobody took care of it, nobody told the people, et cetera, et cetera. He was found dead at his home on April 16th. There were no signs of foul play. An autopsy showed nothing. Uh, They're awaiting toxicology, toxicology rather, reports, and that's the story on him. Now, three days after McFarland, 43 years old, found dead in his home on the floor, Uh, nobody knows why. Susan Ivana Bell, on April 19th, three days later, a 19-year-old woman, she was one of the first people to file a lawsuit against the Waters Company, the system, uh, Flint, Michigan, etc., because of the bad water. She has a child, and she said her child was poisoned as a result thereof. She has been an advocate an advocate in rallying people to find out why. There are now a total of 63 other lawsuits that have joined hers, and she keeps pushing. She wants to know why. Uh, Well, Sasha was found shot dead on April 19th. Sasha and her girlfriend were in Sasha's home uh, with a one-year-old child. Now, no one will reveal the authorities, police authorities won't say who the child belonged to. Someone went in and someone shot Sasha dead and shot the girlfriend dead. Uh, The police believe the girlfriend's boyfriend did it. That hasn't been established with any certainty yet. Okay. Uh, They also say the police, and this is interesting, neither death McFarland's or Sasha's is related to the water crisis, merely coincidental Okay, Uh, that this occurred. Well, I don't know what happened. You don't know what happened, but I'm sure they'll figure it out before this thing's done. If these deaths are coincidental uh, and have nothing to do, I'm going to tell you this. The thing that really irritates me in this whole situation is that did you know what I just talked about? about these two deaths of two people who are closely involved in the investigation in Flint, Michigan? I will bet not. And the reason is the media doesn't talk about it. Now, why don't they talk about this on television? Why don't they talk about it in the newspapers? This is important, that two people within three days who are principals to some degree, directly or indirectly in the investigation, are dead, and nobody really knows why. Which now brings us to Puerto Rico. Our government doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to you either, most of the time. Not some of the time anymore, most of the time. We know Puerto Rico's in financial trouble. They're broke. Uh, Yesterday, they could not meet $422 million uh, that they owe to creditors. They just said, we haven't got the money, we can't pay it. $422 million. This is not the first time they have defaulted on debt in recent months. And they're going to default more in the future. In fact, they're going to default big time on July 1st when they have to pay out $1.9 billion. Now, 
here's what I want to say about this. Puerto Rico is a territory of the United States, a territory of the United States. She's a child of the United States. She may not be a state, but she belongs to us. She is as close as can be without statehood, okay? She's our baby. We have a responsibility and an obligation to care for Puerto Rico. We have known this financial problem was coming. We knew she could not meet that Puerto Rico could not meet its debt obligations. And what did we do? So far, our Congress and our government has sat on its ass and done nothing to avoid this crisis. And here's what I compare it to. The banks in 2008, 2009, who are not our children, who are not related to the United States in any way, we bailed them out, okay? We bailed the banks out who didn't deserve it because they caused the whole problem, all right? And the banks weren't our people. And yet, at this time, the banks who are our children, okay, I stress that, they're our children, we're not helping them. We will ultimately, I'm sure. Why is the Congress of the United States sitting on its ass? The House of Representatives has to allocate money. Let's do it before this island gets totally destroyed. Uh, worry about why it happened, how it happened later on. Everybody's got financial problems in this world today. But this is our responsibility, this our child. Afghanistan. I, my column this week in Conk Life, which is the stance tomorrow, is titled Afghanistan and America's Heroin Addiction. Afghanistan and America's Heroin Addiction. Uh, were you aware that our big drug problem today isn't cocaine? It isn't crack. It's heroin. Heroin has turned out to be the deadliest illicit drug epidemic in the history of the United States, the deadliest illicit drug epidemic, worse than cocaine, worse than crack, okay? And 85% of the world's production of heroin, in effect, comes from Afghanistan. Afghanistan has poppy fields. You should look, look on the internet. The pictures of the poppy fields, they run as far as the eye can see for miles and miles. They're absolutely beautiful, these poppies. They're flowers. Well, those poppy seeds become opium. The opium is treated and becomes heroin and finds its way onto the streets of the United States and has given us now the biggest dope problem, drug problem, this country has ever had, and we're doing diddly-dip about it. Uh, we have been in Afghanistan. We have had boots on the ground since 2001. For 16 years, we have been in that country fighting a war, and we're still in there in one fashion or another. During those 16 years, and I wrote about this. I wrote about this in 2014. I wrote a column in Conk Life on this. I asked the question, how is it that with all this devastation in Afghanistan, at that time it was only 14 years we'd been there, uh, our military, thousands killed, civilians, more thousands killed, children killed, people maimed, whether our, our military or civilians maimed, losing legs, losing arms, disfigured faces. You've seen them all, my friends. Whole villages, whole communities down to the ground look like, uh, Berlin at the end of World War II, total devastation. 
And during all this time, not one poppy field, not one poppy field was touched, was burned, was bombed, etc. Nor were the 3,000 employees, the farmers, who worked the poppy fields. I found that very interesting, and I suggested that people were on the take. There was a lot of draft money involved. Because at the same time that we were spending billions fighting the war, we have spent billions over the years trying to eradicate the heroin problem in Afghanistan because we know it directly affects our people here in our country. And with all those billions of dollars spent, nothing's happened. The, the, the production has gotten bigger. It's tripled just in the last four years, I think. Uh, it's a horrible situation. So, now, it's horrible. i, I got to say it again. Bush, too, tried. I'm going to give him credit. Bush, too, tried. He had hired, he had the government of the United States hired the Dine Corp, D-Y-N. Uh, and their job was to eradicate, and they worked at it. I'm not saying they were successful, but at least the United States was in there trying to do something. Then in 2009, when Obama took office, Obama's administration did not renew the contract with DynCorp. No one ever has. So we have no formal organization trying to eradicate the drug problem coming out of Afghanistan. Uh, In the meantime... The heroin problem has increased. Heroin is cheap. Anybody in the United States, you can buy a bag of heroin for the cost of a pack of cigarettes. Interestingly, and I don't know why, the cost follows the cost of a bag of heroin follows the cost of a pack of cigarettes. In New York City, for example, it's ten fifty or eleven dollars per pack of cigarettes, or twelve dollars somewhere in that area. It's expensive. A little cheaper for ten dollars, you get a bag of heroin. In Florida, it's five, cigarettes are five fifty a pack. You can get a bag of heroin for five dollars. Uh, turns out, okay, heroin's cheap. That's why people are buying it. And what what do we got in there? As a result of these drugs. Heroin, poppy, opium, heroin coming out of Afghanistan. We now have four and a half million people a year affected by marijuana. Directly affected, four and a half million people in the United States. Two and a half million are addicts, absolutely. The other two million are casual users. It's so easy to become addicted to heroin. It takes all of 30 days. If you use it daily for 30 days, you are hooked. You are a heroin drug addict. Now, we're not dealing with this issue. As a nation, we're not facing the problem and saying, my God, I have a problem. When's the last time you heard anybody talk about the heroin problem on the streets of the United States and say, gee whiz, we've got to do something about it, okay? Which of these primary candidates, none of them, I'm going to tell you right now, has spoken to the heroin problem at all during these primary campaigns? What's wrong with us in this country? We have a big-time problem, and we are not confronting it. Which now brings me to, where am I now? Baghdad. Baghdad is the capital of Iraq. Uh, Well, you know, there is revolution in the whole world today. There's protests. There's demonstrations. Uh, especially in the the Middle Eastern countries. Uh, People are unhappy. 
Uh, and the, the Arabs, they're unhappy. And they, they don't like the governments they're getting, etc. Some of them don't like the good governments. They want the bad governments back. Well, we've dumped a ton of money in Iraq. We should never have gone into Iraq. We all knew Bush II's problem. Biggest mistake he made. He did it. We're stuck in there. And all the wars since are the result of our invasion in 2003 of Iraq. There on Saturday, there were so many protesters who were demonstrating outside the capital of Iraq. And you got to understand, Baghdad has 7 million people that these protesters got right into the parliament, the, Ira the Iraqi parliament, and they took it over, okay? And they held on to it till Sunday, until Sunday. Uh, not, only, not only did they take over that, they got into the green zone, the protected zone where the United States embassy is and where Iraqis ruling uh, people have offices. They got over the walls. That's where our soldiers are to protect the embassy, protect these people. No one gets over the green zone. It's the green zone. They got in. They got in. On Sunday, a clerk said, we're going to pull them out. We're pulling them out of parliament because they were assured by the present government that there will be new elections, new elections. Uh, hopefully this other group will get in. Now, none of them like us, so it's no bargain to us. They don't like democracy, really. You've got, you've got to understand what's happening, what, what is motivating this group of demonstrators who want a new government. Corruption. They're all thieves. These Middle East countries, the money, we send money over, it goes in their pockets, most of it. It isn't used for the purpose it was intended when we allocated it here in the United States. And so the money is not being used that they are receiving to take care of the problems and the tasks that are required to help Iraq. Instead, people are putting it in their pockets. This is how bad it is, okay? The Iraqi government is running a monthly deficit, they can't meet their bills, a monthly deficit of $3 billion. That's wild. With all the money going into that country that went into pockets, unfortunately, of the bad people, they can't pay their employees. We're talking $3 billion a month in defaults they have. Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild? Uh, all I know is these people want a new election. They're they may get it, they may not. Who knows? You can't trust any of these people. They talk out of the side, both sides of their mouth over there, and I say it unabashedly. Uh, and we never would have had these problems if we didn't go into Iraq in 2003. Uh, Hussein would still be sitting there, running the country like a dictator, and we would be saying we hate him, he's no good, etc. But you wouldn't have had all these wars, Iraq, Syria, you know, all of it. It would not have occurred. This is a cool one I'm going to talk about now. Uh, have we got much time left? A little bit here. Uh, this is interesting. Today, dating is very important, especially with all the divorces in this country. There are people of all ages that are looking to get joined together, get matched up, and they're not. And what they do is they have a new, you know, they got Adult Friend Finder, they got Match.com on the Internet. They have a new one called Smell Dating where you wear a T-shirt for three days, cut 10 patches off the armpits, send it into smell dating. They will send those 10 patches out to the, some people of the other sex. If someone says they like it, uh, you got to match. 
I, for real, it happens. It's out there. They're making money. All right, that's the show for this week. Thank you for joining me. Sorry I got into here a little late tonight. Uh, come back again next week. The world's an exciting place, and I am very happy to share it with you. Thank you again for being